0: All right, it's time for Baldry's beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Morning, Keith. Good morning. Lots going on. Oh man, yeah. Start in Ottawa here with the provincial premiers gathering with the Prime Minister, including BC Premier David Eby. Health care deal on the table. What are you hearing?
1: Well, what's being reported, various outlets, hundred billion dollars over ten years, what the feds are dangling. Uh not a lot of detail. This includes side deals with provinces. Every not every province has the same health care needs. We talked before. BC has an older population. Many people retire out here, uh, which means they access the the healthcare system more often than young people. We've, I think we have more per capita uh, joint replacement operations, for example. There's a big chunk that's going to be dedicated to mental health, yeah. which is an emerging issue. Um, but again, we expect some sort of news conference this afternoon from the Prime Minister. Uh, not clear. I, I can't see the Premiers turning their back on a hundred. Billion dollars. Um, But uh, that's again spread over 10 years. So BC's share of that is generally 13%. So that's about $13 billion for BC, which is not insignificant. Right. It's about $1.3 a year.
0: But over 10 years, it's amazing how these numbers start to... <laughs>
1: well, when you're talking health care, which is such a huge system, yeah, yeah. You, you start putting 10 years together, we're talking yeah. billions and billions of dollars, not millions.
0: Yeah. yeah, Let's have a listen to Justin Trudeau here in the House of Commons yesterday on this. And he was asked by Jugmeet Singh, by the way, like, if you're going to give all this money to the provinces for health care, you should have a guarantee that it won't be diverted into mm-hmm. private care. Here's what Trudeau had to say yesterday.
1: We will ensure uh, that we are standing up unequivocally for the Canada Health Act, ensuring uh, that all Canadians can have access uh, to timely and necessary procedures. We know that's what Canadians expect. We will be there to invest with the provinces and ensure results for Canadians. Yeah, so, Yeah. so Trudeau has made it clear that uh, this money's not coming with no strings attached. Uh, there's going to be, have to be some... So one of the things the Feds are looking for is a national interprovincial data bank, um, to measure health outcomes and not just give billions of dollars over and watch it go down to a, through a black hole without really any accountability. So presumably that's going to be part of the deal, uh, if there is a deal, announced today. Yeah,
0: I suspect there'll be some sort of framework announced today, like they yeah. won't actually have a signed, sealed well, agreement. Well, I assume there'll be
1: subsequent discussions between all the officials. It doesn't require First Ministers' presence. Yeah. Uh, First Ministers don't get together in person very often. Ironically, in the first year and a half of the pandemic, first ministers met all the time. But they met via Zoom. And all it was right. all about the pandemic. It wasn't about other issues that traditionally bring first ministers together. So uh, but I think the fact that the the feds leaked out and they were the leakers they leaked out the $100 billion figure over 10 oh, years. Oh, they deliberately leaked it oh, out. I'm sure. They wanted it yeah. out. I mean, when it, when the Toronto Star and the Golden <clears throat> Mail all are reporting the same thing, I mean, yeah. they have great sources. That's where it's coming from. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And by the way, one of the things that Jagmeet Singh is angry about is Ontario Premier Doug Ford announcing this expansion of private clinics delivering some diagnostic services and surgeries. And he's somehow suggesting this is against the Canada Health Act. Like we do that here in BC we too. Do. Okay, we don't do it to so, the same
1: degree, but we do. We, yeah. um, workers' uh, compensation, or Worksafe BC. A right. lot of those surgeries are done in private clinics. Um, RCMP. Uh, yeah. uh, so again, we, we health authorities contract with private clinics to do some yeah. surgeries. Not to the point where Doug Ford's talking about. We still do it though. Yeah. You know, I got. I think I mentioned before. I had minor hand surgery five years ago. Uh, and I got a note from the Vancouver Island Health Authority saying, here's your, you know, your appointment roughly is going to be on this date, but your, your surgery may take place at a, the hospital, relatively, or it may take place in a private clinic. You will be notified closer to the date, yeah. it turned out being in the hospital, but that was pointed out to me. It could have been in a private clinic.
0: Okay, we continue to follow that one. Yesterday, throne speech day in the legislature, so this legislative session is on in Victoria again. Here is Housing Minister Ravi Kalon on the throne speech.
1: With the rising interest rates, uh, all economists are predicting a slowdown in the economy, and uh, I think it's prudent on us to make sure that uh, we have the investments that are needed to support people now in our budgets, and certainly we believe that now is not the time to be cutting services to people.
0: Okay, what is he? Is he softening the public up there for deficits, or what's going on? Well,
1: no. What I think what he was well, there's there's likely to be a deficit for sure in the next budget. But I think what he's signaling there is the the government uh, is sitting on a huge surplus. Yeah, uh, more than five billion dollars this year. This year, which the fiscal year expires March 31st under provincial legislation, any surplus that is not spent by the end of the fiscal year is automatically applied against the provincial debt. You don't get a big political bang for your buck by paying down debt. You do, however, get a big bang if you spend that money. Yeah. Uh, but it's not going to be program spending. It's going to be one-time payments. We've already seen some of that with the hydro rebate. That's coming out of that surplus. Yeah. Uh, we're going to see between now and March 31st, uh, I think, other one-time spending announcements from the government. And so is talking about not cutting spending right now but giving back some stuff okay. to, to British Columbia. So look for that to, in the weeks ahead.
0: What uh, jumped out at you in the throne speech?
1: Nothing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the throne speeches, as you know, they're very uh, traditionally uh, featureless in terms of detail, yeah. very aspirational document. A couple of things, though. One was um, well acknowledging that the, the surplus is going to be spent. That's that's huge. That's, bil- that's billions of dollars of spending, although some will be applied to the debt. But the other thing, and again, these are just one-line references. A refreshed housing strategy. Hmm. What does that mean? Okay, so that's uh, housing's a big deal. So, a refreshed housing strategy, a new addictions care model. Okay, what does that mean? Yeah. So, the Liberals released their big model last week, $1, $1. $1.5 billion. And right. Kevin, Kevin Falcon was asked yesterday by our colleague Katie DeRosa, The Sun, saying, Well, why did you release a detailed mental health plan so f- far before the next election? Wouldn't this allow the government just to cherry pick? your ideas, blend them into their plan and say, well, this is now our our program and take credit for this. So that's something to keep an eye on. Just, again, a one-line reference to a new addictions care model and a new refreshed housing strategy. So those are two big uh, potential. The other one, just a little thing, and we've talked about this before, is a legislation now that will increase the number of electric car charging stations oh. in condos. Oh, yeah. Anytime you start messing with, and we've seen this in the last fall, the Strata uh, now, it's already you start tinkering with strata councils and condos. That that's, yeah. that's creates a bit of controversy. So, so what, this seen, would
0: require strata councils. No, council? no we, haven't,
1: oh. we haven't seen the law yet. It's okay. just again the, the, the throne speech sort of just a hint. dangles out these yeah. things without providing much, uh, much uh, detail. But there's apparently legislation going to be introduced this spring.
0: Interesting. Okay. Now, speaking of Kevin Falcon, the Liberal leader, the opposition leader, here was his reaction to the throne speech yesterday. I'll get your thoughts.
1: Here's the problem. From the very first day I came here, I said to all of you gathered here that results really matter. And at the end of the day, I acknowledge this government's great at doing press releases and great at doing announcements. The problem is they're terrible at getting results. Your thoughts? Well, I have valid criticism. But one of the things the um, we've tried to pin David Eby down, and what are the benchmarks for success? Yeah. When you lay out some of these plans um, to you know cut down on. Or improve public safety on the streets. Okay, what is what is the, the benchmark here? What are we looking at? Yeah. And there's not really a lot of targets associated with some of these. Oh, these drug goals.
0: decriminalization is another one. Yeah. What are you trying to achieve here what,
1: specifically? What exactly? Give us yeah. some numbers. Yeah, uh, housing is another one. Which you know the, the NDP promised you know 114,000 housing units. I think back yeah. in the 2017 campaign, and very few have been accomplished. So that's one yeah. benchmark. But there's other benchmarks like how do you measure healthcare improvements? How do you measure public safety improvements? And I think that's what Felton's on about.
0: Here's a story that was on the Global News Hour last night that really jumped out at me by reporter Kristen Robinson here uh, and it's the Portland Hotel in mm-hmm. the downtown East the Side where the elevator has been out of service in September. And you've got, like, disabled people sleeping in the lobby or people mm-hmm. trapped in their ho- their rooms in this hotel because there's no there's no elevator. The residents there went and protested yesterday outside the Portland Hotel Society. Have a listen to this.
1: I, you got I, that like you'll see you. about 10 of us in the lobby sleeping yeah, because we don't have taxed there.
0: I've been stuck in my room for the last four months. I just find this appalling. You're talking some of the poorest of the poor people, many of them with disabilities, Mm -hmm. and they've got no elevator for months in this in this house in their housing where they're living. Have a listen to Ravi Kalon, the housing minister. You spoke to him about this yesterday. Here's what he said.
1: We had some parts we were going to uh, try to fix it with, but then the decision was made to actually redo the whole entire shaft, and that's why the parts are delayed slightly longer than we'd like them to. Slightly longer? Well, April. Slightly longer? Yeah, no, it's going to take another two months, which, again, they're replacing the entire um, elevator shaft. He says it's a supply chain issue. They can't get the parts in, but that's cold comfort to the residents who are affected by this. He says the, they have offered alternative residences to disabled people, but that's, you know, that's easier said than done for many like people that in that jumped situations. out
0: at me, though, when he said this is, it's taken slightly longer. I mean, this has been some, since September. That there's been no elevator in this and building.
1: Two more months.
0: How long do you think, if the elevator stopped working at the legislature, how long do you think it'd be out of service?
1: <laughs> well, considering how much capital work's being done around here, probably an hour. Exactly. Right? We're about to so, tear down the front steps of the legislature. I just found out because yeah. of uh, uh, some capital projects here. There's so a lot of work being done on the legislature. I mean, if in this was, a-
0: if, if this was affecting people at the legislature building, it'd be fixed very quickly. And then you have this, these poor people. Like, I mm. re- broke my heart listen, watching that story in Global last night. The looks in the people's faces and listening to their voices here. You know, and they got no elevator. And then you get this minister saying it's been a slight delay. <laughs> there has been no elevator for fi- come up to five months. Give me a break here. Keith Baldry is my guest. Baldry's Beat. Phone lines are open. 604-280-9898 is the number. Star 9898, toll-free in your cell. Catherine in Kamloops. Hi, Catherine. Go ahead. Hi. I've, uh, I have a suggestion. Why don't they just close off the elevator in the legislative building and let them walk up and down for two months until the other elevator at this hotel is finished?
1: Well, no one uses the elevator here. Oh no, no. There are there disabled, are people with wheelchairs. Disabled people, it. yeah. But yeah. I mean, it doesn't have anywhere near the volume yeah. as this Portland hotel. I mean, we're talking residents who need to use it daily. The only people who use the elevator at the ledge are anyone wheelchair users. But which if is very it did break number.
0: down, you know darn well it would be fixed. One assumes. Toronto.
1: One assumes. Yeah, but it again, it would be shut
0: down for five months. I'll tell well, you that. It Wouldn't be
1: shut down for five months, no question. Yeah. But it's interesting. This supply chain. Argument or problem? Yeah. Uh, we've seen supply chain issues before. I've got a, a neighbor who's been trying to build a house for for months and is yeah. running into supply chain issues when it comes to actual physical building materials. And that seems to be one of the problems here. But again, two more months. I actually asked Ravi Kalin yesterday. I said, two more months to yeah. to fix an elevator? Like what?" What's, the other what's the, the other here?
0: thing that is infuriating in that global news story last night was the Portland Hotel Society not just refusing to comment,
1: like. Far you know, from the but, course. Yeah. There's a lot of these agencies who get a lot of tax dollars to provide services who do not consider themselves to be held accountable yeah. when it comes to answering some questions.
0: Yeah, you got these people in distress in the building that you run, and you're not willing to stand and answer some questions on it? Like, come on. Rob and Chilliwack. Hi, Rob. Go ahead. Hi, good morning, guys. Hey, Keith. I was wondering if I could get your opinion on, on Jugmeet Singh and his criticism of Doug Ford. With all the backlogs, and it's not just in Ontario. I mean, I, we all know we have backlogs for surgery too here. But correct me if I'm wrong, but Mate Singh was the promoter uh, behind dental care and mm-hmm. the Fed's getting behind that. And all that, all those services are going to be done in private clinics. Yep. So how come he's against that, but yet he's against Doug Ford's idea to reduce this backlog? Doug, I don't even think Doug Ford said this would be permanent either. But nope. I'm just, I just like your opinion on that, Keith. Thank you.
1: Yeah, no, that's a very good point. I mean, private dentistry is private, for the most part, private care. Um, and it's, it's it just seems to be a bit inconsistent of Jagmeet Singh's position. I mean, sort of it's a, it's a go-to position for the New Democrats to oppose all private care. But the reality is, in the system, private care is part of the public health care system. I mean, there is private care where you pay $5,000 for a hip replacement or whatever. That's not what we're talking about. Um, there are cl- clinics that are contracted by health authorities uh, for various services. Uh, most of them, cataracts, and that's not illegal. Places, it's not illegal. That's not against the it's Canada. Paid health paid It's paid for by the public yeah. purse. It, you don't pay for it out of pocket. What is? There's what no is a lot fees. is if you if you charge user fees. That's not a lot, and that's right. not what's being charged. With. So Doug Ford is simply is expanding. What other provinces are doing already? Yeah, it's an expansion. It's including creation, British,
0: including new. British Columbia, and Jugmeet Singh is a BC MP, and, and we're doing it here too.
1: Well, so, he's in the Fraser Health Authority. That's where he represents Burnaby South, and they uh, do contract out services. Yeah.
0: Daniel in Victoria. Hi, Daniel. You got thirty seconds here.
1: Yeah, quickly the Portland uh, elevator thing. Uh, you know, I think you guys are being a little harsh. the The reality is, is that. Uh, Ravi Kallon can't put these people on his back and pack, pack them up the stairs, and he didn't. So he did not say that it was going to. The five months was a slight delay. He said the difference between fixing it now and getting it fixed properly in another couple of months is going to be slightly longer. That's what he actually said. So I think you mm-hmm. guys are being a little glib here.
0: I, I don't think so at all. Did you see that story last night? Did you? Did you look those people in the eye? What? That people are lo- sleeping in the lobby of this hotel. People trapped in their in their hotel rooms?
1: I don't blame Kaylon. I don't blame Ravi Kalon. Blame, blame Kalon though. I think there's uh, more going on here with the delivery of these services to these agencies uh, that I think Kalon has to get on top of.
0: A little more accountability from this so-called non-profit would be good, too. Mm-hmm. Like, let's have the CEO stand up and answer some questions instead of telling reporters that they're not commenting.
1: Well, reporters aside, the residents deserve an explanation. Yes. And they haven't been given one yet.
0: Yeah. I mean, good for the residents and speaking out. Mm -hmm. And they went down and rallied in front of that society's office yesterday. And that was compelling. I'll tell you, listening, looking those people in the eye and saying, help us. We feel forgotten here. I don't blame them. I don't think that's glib at all.